0: I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Growing Through Grief podcast. Fall is in the air, and I'm feeling wonderful. The breeze is blowing through my window, and life is quite amazing right now. So I'm sending an energy of amazement your way. And I've just returned from a nice, relaxing walk in the park. The leaves are absolutely blissful. Everyone knows I love, love, love walking in the park. It's my way of connecting with nature. It's my way of connecting back to myself. I do it often before a long day or there are times when I do it after a stressful day. It's my way to get centered and back inside of this magnificent body. On one of my walks in the park, I was approached by a woman who knew a little bit about my work with trauma and grief and growth. And she said to me in a joking manner, can you help me stop chasing myself? She said, I can't find myself. I know I'm in there, I know I'm in here. But because I'm so afraid to connect to myself, I don't know who I am. I can't find myself. And this is after she lost her husband. I thought to myself, hmm, that's a different question. Can you help me stop chasing myself? I don't recall ever hearing it stated that way before help me stop chasing myself. I can't find myself. And she went on to say, I'm always looking for love out there. By out there, she meant I'm looking for love out there in the world. By now, I'm recalling my earlier conversation with this lady. And I recall she was devastated after the loss of her husband. But on this day, it's about 11, maybe a year later, her grief had taken an interesting turn. Maybe I should say her coping mechanism had shifted. And she was now exercising some reckless sexual behaviors. Now, that's how she described her situation. Those are not my words. She was picking up strangers, men, for weekend sex, only to regret it later. And her heart was filled with dread and disgust. I recall asking her, well, what's the payoff? What's the function of the sex thing? Besides the obvious, what are you getting out of the sex? And she said to me, I actually feel a little connection. I feel seen, needed, and wanted. And I'm also able to release some of the pent-up sadness related to the loss of my husband. I asked, had she integrated any of the tools and the possibilities that we developed during our last conversation? We developed some possibilities that would create some space for her to be seen and more connected to herself. And we also, together, we came up with ways to process the overwhelming sadness that was, at the time, taking control of her life. Now, it was clear she was connecting to herself through nature, and I believe she was doing it on a regular basis. So my thought was, well, she's committed to at least one of the many possibilities we spoke about earlier, because here we are, we're meeting up again at the park. But this time, she shared a little bit more. She shared about other losses, including other sexual trauma at an earlier age and as an adult. So I listened to her story and then I invited her to call me so that we could have a deeper conversation about her issue in preparation for our chat. I thought more deeply about her question. How could she stop chasing herself? In her case, it was all about what did she need in order to stop looking for love? What was needed? What needed to happen for her to feel seen? In general, at least for me, that meant what needed to happen for her to be able to reconnect to herself? How do you reconnect to yourself? It was clear that she had disconnected from herself due to the sexual trauma, the loss of her husband, and there were more losses. I believe it was because she didn't want to feel the pain of it all. Later in this conversation, I'll share with you my approach when working with this particular person and other women. But before I do let me share a bit of what my teacher taught me. And once I got this, it changed my life for the better. He said, it always seemed that the current issue is the problem, and it is, but there's more to it than what's happening right now. The truth is, most if not all, of your unwanted habits and patterns, are rooted in some type of childhood trauma. I say childhood trauma. He shared childhood trauma because there was no one to share it with. So it got locked inside of the body. And that trauma is playing out every day. You may not be conscious of it, But whenever someone or something touch your womb, you're activated, right? And that activation looks different depending on the person. It could show up as sadness, as anger, as fear, as some form of addiction. But here's the thing. You can't get away from it until you process it and clear it out. And it still might come back from time to time. Many of you think it's not present. And you don't want to revisit it. Not true. The visits are the activations that I just mentioned. The visits are the activations that you are blaming and shaming someone else. It's their fault. It's not yours. It's not inside of you. The past is always paying you a visit, even when you're unconscious of it. So why not be in control of your past? And not allow the past to be in control of you. Why not seek an understanding of what is motivating you to do whatever it is that you're doing and is causing you more pain and suffering? Why not stop living your life based on the meaning, based on the belief that you placed on that traumatic event? Now, for anyone who has not listened to an earlier episode... Let me share what I mean by trauma. Trauma is anything that causes a change inside of you. It changes who you are. It changes who you think you are. Trauma can be death, can be a divorce, molestation, the loss of a job, the loss of a home, incarceration of a family member. The list is long. Are you feeling invisible? Are you sliding through life feeling hopeless and wishing someone will come along and save you? Is it time to stop wishing and time to get busy living life, creating what you desire, living a victorious life of fulfillment in a community with other compassionate hearts, healing, growing, transforming into your greatest potential? Sign up now for the next course, Growing Through Grief System, a holistic and compassionate approach to limitless growth and healing. Visit www.coachingtotheheart.org to learn more. Celebrate yourself, your life, and your legacy. We are growth seekers mastering the game of life and creating a different reality beyond grief and loss. Let me share a quick exercise that you can do to be sure to not get stuck in the pain longer than you would like to. And I've given it this acronym, SURE, S-U-R-E. The S stands for sit in silence with whatever part of your past is showing up at any given time, and listen to the messages that your body is sending. If it's sadness, be with the sadness. And to get under that sadness, get curious about it. The U stands for understanding. Understand what is happening, and also understand that it's not your fault. You're not to blame. The R stands for release. Release those emotions and those feelings that are wanting to come up and come release themselves and express themselves. They're wanting to get out of there. So release the emotions and the feelings that would like to express themselves. And the E is experience. Experience the pain or whatever it is that's locked inside of your body so that you can release it. And if you can remember this acronym, be sure not to lock it down, but to sit in it, to understand it, to release it, and have an experience of it, and let it go. And then just say, ah, I'm all better now. Thank you to my teacher. So I promised to give you my approach, one or three of my approaches to help clients work their way back home. And when I say back home, I mean work their way back to their heart. So here's what we're looking at. I think it's important to examine these three things. Number one, What happened that caused the disconnect from yourself? And in the young lady's case, I believe it was the trauma of being molested and the death of her husband that caused her to disconnect from her body. And that makes sense, right? It would make sense for her to disconnect from those broken pieces that are scattered throughout her body. So that's question number one that you can ask yourself as well. If your heart is broken, ask yourself, what happened in your life that caused a disconnect from yourself? Question number two, how did that event, how did that trauma, that loss make you feel inside? And what are the beliefs that you're carrying around to fuel, to give those feelings energy? In the young lady's case, she was feeling a lot of sadness and she believed that she was worthless and dirty after being molested. So she devalued her Question number three, how do you return back to your How do you return back to that place of love? The sadness and the belief of unworthiness in the young lady's case was covering up the truth of who she is. So she couldn't reach it. She couldn't access it. So my response to the question, how do you return back to yourself? How do you love yourself? How do you respect yourself? How do you trust yourself? The response is, one step at a time, one breath at a time, you work your way back to yourself. And one of the ways you can do this is through community. I talk about community all the time. Get in community with people who can hold your emotions with compassion and without judging you. Get in a community with people who will bring you back to the truth. The truth that you are fine. You are okay. And as you work your way back to yourself, you will get better and better. And you will find yourself back in love again. Back in love with you. It's a practice. You just keep working yourself back to yourself. Work yourself back through self-love. Now, let me share the same information in a different way. The bottom line here is you must spend time with yourself. Number one, get clear and know what happened to you. When you get that, when you get what happened to you, you're halfway home. And when you do that, when you get that, you will no longer blame, criticize, or devalue yourself. You will quickly realize what happened is not your fault and you are not to blame. No, you don't have to marinate in your entire history, life history, or the story, or even the incident. Just do it enough to know what you're working with. Number two, get clear about what's happening inside of you as a result of the trauma that you experience. How did that event affect you inside? Did it leave you frozen inside? What did it do to your heart? What do you believe about yourself after that event? And number three, I love this one. Practice self-love and compassion. You are the one, you are the person that love is seeking. What you are seeking, love, is seeking you. The love is inside of you. It's covered up by the pain of trauma, yes. But it's still there. It's waiting for your return. I believe if you work through those areas, if you can answer those questions for yourself, you will find your way back to yourself. It's like a delicate balance of knowing what happened, the event, but more importantly than what happened is, what did that event, that thing, that trauma do to you? What did it do to your insides? Once you get that, once you start working your way back home, the chase is over and you are home. I hope you got something from this conversation that will motivate you to begin your process of self-love, of compassion, just by answering those three questions. If you need support, by all means, reach out and get support. And remember, community. Commune with others as you stop chasing yourself and start Working your way back home. Allow the chase to be over. You are home. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.